Welcome to this week's episode of A Sip Down Memory Lane. I'm Emma. And I'm Olivia. Today, we're chatting with Liv's friend Hallie. Hallie will be telling us about the time she had to fly home from Greece alone because her friend that she was traveling with got COVID. Yes, we have Hallie here. Say hello, Hallie. Hello. Hi. <laughs> yeah, to give you guys a little introduction of how I know Hallie, um, I just met her when I moved to Utah, which is awesome. We just ended up in the same social circle. But in the parking lot of IHOP. Yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> yeah. The first time I met her, it was the literal first day that I moved here. And wow, I forgot about this entire thing. Which is... It was a weird crazy. time, like, socially. Like, there was so much going on. Yeah. All I, the time. They, there was a massive birthday party going on for someone that we knew. Well, I didn't know him, but my roommate Annika knew him. She was like, just come meet everybody. I was expecting a group of, like, ten people. No. Oh, absolutely not. Probably about no. 35 <laughs> people were at this IHOP in this one friend group, and I was oh so overwhelmed. <laughs> That friend group was massive. Yeah. It is it has since dwindled a little bit to <laughs> think of it. Dwindled, but kind of as like sep- separated. Kind yeah. of like everybody's There's kind of gone clicks. into their own Broken groups. Off. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm thankful for. My introverted self is thankful. It's a lot to like socialize with people. that many people at once. Yeah. Yeah, but Hallie was honestly one of the first friends that I made here, and she's just always been so warm and welcoming to me, and I can't be more grateful for that. (laughs) A few things you guys should know about Hallie. Number one. (laughs) Why did I say that so intensely? Number one. Um... I'm concerned what it is. Hallie and I bonded because we both have a history of loving pop punk music. Yes. <laughs> you do? I love pop punk. It's yeah. so good. Oh my god. Which is a fun fact because people don't really expect that from her. Yeah, I wouldn't have expected mm. that at all. Which, same with me. People are like, what? I know, honestly, same. Yeah, Hallie is also a fantastic hairstylist and nail technician (laughs) i actually have never seen you in the act of cutting hair but i have seen people whose hair has been cut by you Mm. you have i don't do hair nearly as much as i do nails (laughs) that's true you did do my nails so i I have a personal experience that can attest to that also shout out to hairstylists yeah. Yes. Shout out Emma. Cosmetologists. <laughs> Cosmetologists in general. It's yeah. a rough industry. It's it's really tough. Um, the last thing you all should know about Hallie is that she has the best laugh <laughs> in the world. <laughs> there it is. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, that's not even the half There's, of it. Well, and I tried Several. to like stifle mine so that we could hear. Yeah. <laughs> just a wheeze. No, like, there's but no is, noise. Okay, it is the wheeze of all wheezes. It can get aggressive. <laughs> it is, uh, yeah, I will, I can confirm. Mm. It's just, like, shocking how, how long it How long, go. yes. I shock myself, and then it <laughs> makes me laugh harder. And so it just perpetuates. I know. Yeah. I, I'm sure I have videos of it. So, these facts take me into the drink that I chose in honor of Hallie today. Holly's a Diet Dr. Pepper girly, so of course I had to do some Diet Dr. Pepper. However, it's a little spicier than regular Diet Dr. Pepper. 
pepper. Um, it's it's got some peach and some vanilla. And most importantly, the reason why I picked this is because at So Delicious, this is a drink called Southern Gentleman. Yes! <laughs> and if you guys I don't know, <laughs> if you guys don't know, Hallie loves a cowboy. Cowboys, if you're listening to this, Holly is single, and we will drop her phone number in our (laughs) description of this episode. Okay, let's move on to our exciting things. I'll share mine. Yay. First. I'm excited. I watched The Breakfast Club for the first time. (gasps) Very nice. I watched an 80s movie before you did? Yeah. That's crazy. I know. Part of it comes from the growing up as a good little Mormon girl and not watching rated R movies, which I'm still a good little Mormon girl, but now I watch rated R movies. <laughs> and you drink chai. <laughs> and I drink chai. It's fine. What'd you think of it? I loved it. So I knew that I would, and I was really excited to watch it because I've been wanting to watch it for years, and I don't know why it took me so long to watch it, but I totally loved it. I was kind of thinking, as like, people hype it up so much that I'll probably be like, oh yeah, that was enjoyable. No. But people honestly didn't hype it up enough. It, I, I really, really thought <laughs> wow. it was such a good movie. Oh my gosh. It I'm talks about so many shocked. tough subjects, but then it's like funny. And then also, I mean, the hair mm-hmm. in that movie. Come on. Like, Molly Ringwald. A dark, uh, mysterious man. Yes, come on. Come <laughs> on. Like, anyway, it was so good. Hallie, how about you? My... <laughs> okay, wait. When I was little, we used to, like, when we would do family prayer, we'd be like, my favorite thing today. <laughs> and I literally would have said, my favorite thing. <laughs> Aw. That's cute. <laughs> my favorite thing this week was um, Saturday was my last day of work. And it was, like, a bittersweet, like, cool thing. But, like, I thought I was going to be totally fine. And then my last client showed up. And I'm in the middle of doing her nails. And all of a sudden, it just, like, hit me. And I legit started bawling while I was doing her nails. And she's so cute. She was so nice about it. She was like, let's talk about something else. (laughs) You don't need to cry. And I was like, okay. So it was it was a tender moment. Like it was really, she was my per- the perfect person to have as my last person. And then on my way out, like my parents were upstairs, and so my dad is a teacher and had some of my clients' kids in class, and so they kind of knew who each other were. And so we were just standing there, and it was so funny because my parents were standing at the top of the stairs, and my client and I are at the front door, and we're all just standing there like crying. And I was like, <laughs> this is such a fun like happy moment but I was like this is so weird all right well Olivia how about you what was your favorite thing this week I think that my exciting thing is about work again I feel like I've been talking about it a lot recently but um I work with women and children mostly and some of the kids are just so tender and I don't know I I feel so fulfilled when a little toddler just like waddles up to me with their arms outstretched to pick them up and that happened a couple times this week and I was just like I can't take it it's so cute and it just like fulfills this thing about a thing within me 
apparently. Maybe it just is me being a woman and wanting to, like, <laughs> nurture things, but... I and then they it. sneeze on your iPad and you're cured. Oh, God. <laughs> that is an annoying thing about kids. They'll just be sitting there and they're like... <coughs> oh <my coughs> just gosh. all over everything. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah. Just no social awareness, but you can't get mad at them. You know, because they don't know. All right, Holly, I think it is time for us to get into your story. Tell us about... Ooh, I like that. That was... Yeah. I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> My dad had a coworker who would do that, and he said that he could hear him do it every time he, like, walked into his office, is he would, like, hear him sit down in his chair, and then he would, like... <laughs> and then he could hear him start working. Oh and I do that a lot because of that story. What a funny <laughs> ritual. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Tell, yeah. So, tell us about your crazy travels. My story. crazy travels. So, last April, it's almost been a year. I went to Greece with a couple of friends. I knew one friend um, quite closely. We taught together, and then her sister and her sister's friend. So, I really only knew my friend Krista. And got to know everybody else because, you know, that's what happens when you're traveling with people. What did you guys teach together? Institute. Oh, cool. Religion class. Yeah. How big was this group of people that you went with? So there was me, Krista, Kylie, Isak. So there was four people. Okay. Yeah. That's Um, a good size. And what part of Greece did you go to? So we went to Athens. Um, We were there... We were there way too long. Honestly, if I could do it again, I would spend way more time in the Cyclades and the islands. Um, So we were in Athens, and then we went up to Meteora, which was like... um, I actually don't know how far away it is from Athens, because the guy who was driving was literally driving like... 20 miles the whole time. Um, which, in Greece, apparently, they always go, like, 20 over the speed limit, like, just on average. Like, that's just a normal thing. Mm-hmm. But the person who was driving was so afraid of, like, getting a ticket. And I mean, like, rightfully so. Like, getting a ticket mm-hmm. in a foreign country, I'm sure, would just cause a lot of issues. Um, <laughs> especially with his, like, school um, situation. Like, there was just things that he was like, I can't, I can't get involved with the law. So I was like, okay, that's fine. So it took us probably, like, six hours to drive there when it probably only needed to take about four um so we went about four hours north went to a place called meteora which was super super cool it's just like cliffs and there's a bunch of monasteries just like scattered throughout the mountains and it was so cool um and then we went back down to Athens, and then we took a ferry to Santorini, and we were there for, like, two-ish days. Um, and then we went to another island called Naxos, basically just to break up the ferry ride back to Athens. And then we were back in Athens, and this is where, like, the story begins. Okay. So, we get off the ferry, and we get to, um, where were we? So, we were in the port city and then we were in a city i'm not actually sure where we were we were just right by the athens airport um so we get to where our airbnb hosts were gonna pick us up and so we're at this bus stop and this van pulls up there he's in like this tan van which is very important for later (laughs) um tan van tan van um (laughs) 
and he we load all our stuff up and we go back to their um airbnb and it was super cute like we pull in there's like this it's like gated and almost immediately this family like totally welcomes us in like like we're their children like it was so cute and so the um husband he was originally from greece but then the wife was from indiana like was randomly from the states (laughs) and so she comes down and is like talking to us and we're like (laughs) we had not seen an american this like entire time because we went (laughs) on off seasons there was not very many tourists Uh um it's actually really funny that she's from Indiana because literally our family lives in Indiana. <laughs> yes. And I agree. It is like the most random place. The most random. It's so weird. Well, and when I tell people, I'm like, oh yeah, our family's in Indiana. They're like, why? Why? I know. <laughs> They're like, what? Seriously? They're like, I thought your husband grew up in Texas. I'm like, he did. They're like, why are they in Indiana now? I was like, it's because they are. Just because. There's no reasoning. And then they're like, will you move there? No. Thank you. (laughs) No. Anyway, so the wife um, brings down all of these, like, menus for, like, local restaurants to be like, hey, you're like, it's dinner time. Here's all these menus. And so we're looking over it and trying to decide what we're going to eat. And they say that um, she tells us that her husband is going to be driving their daughter to gymnastics and can take us to a pharmacy to get COVID tests to come back. Oh, no. Oh, because did you... You had to pass a COVID test to get home? To come back to America. Oh, okay. Um, I am was vaccinated at the time, and so I thought I didn't need to get tested, but my friend um, was not, and so she needed to get a test. And so it was so cute. We get into the van to go back to, um, um, for... What was his name? I can't decide if I want to use his name or not. Um, George was his name. I don't know if you're supposed to say it differently in Greek, but I knew him as George. Um, George from Greece. George from Greece. (laughs) And his wife from Indiana. (laughs) So um, George drives us to the nearest pharmacy. We go in. Krista gets tested. And there was a couple... The rest of our group was staying there, and so they didn't need to get tested to go back to America. Mm -hmm. Um, um, so Kristen gets tested and she had not been feeling great the whole like time. And so we were all a little nervous about it. Um, but we just were like, nope, we're just not even going to think about it because that causes so many issues. So we're just going to deal with it later. So Krista goes into the pharmacy and it is so routine for this guy that's doing the test. So he does the test puts all of her information in, literally hands her the paper that says you're negative, and we walk out of the pharmacy. Literally seconds later, he runs out. The pharmacist (laughs) runs out of the pharmacy, and is like, ma'am, ma'am. It was like, these are your test results. Sorry, you're positive. Gives her the positive test, takes the negative one, like rips it up, and we're all like... (laughs) Oh, no. Has to rip it up. (laughs) Like, literally rips it up. And and she's just standing there like, you're joking. Like, is so shocked. Does not know what to do. And we're all just standing there in this little courtyard. And we're all just, like, looking at each other like, what are we supposed to do? We can't get back in the car with the dude who... We can't get back in the car with George. Like, no. And so he pulls, like, we're trying to decide what to do. And he pulls up. He's dropped his daughter off at gymnastics and is back. (laughs) 
and is like waves at us and he's like okay come on let's go and we're all looking at each other like we can't get in this car we have somebody who is paused like we can't get in this car and bless his heart the guy that was with us has no social awareness and decide and just walks up straight to the car and is like so she's positive and we're all like we were gonna it was terrible we were gonna lie and say that she was (laughs) Um, because we didn't know what was gonna well they, we didn't know what they were gonna do we thought they were gonna yeah. kick us out of, the, out of the Airbnb and he literally was like get in we're going to a different pharmacy to get you retested <gasps> oh and I was like oh my gosh literally we like we're staying with the perfect people who have the perfect oh. mentality of this and they're like they were exactly who we needed to be staying with because they were just so amazing they wanted to help you they weren't yes. like you stay away they're like let's Let's work. Let's figure this out. Yeah. Let's see. Maybe this isn't as bad as it actually seems. Mm-hmm. So we go to the next pharmacy, and she's positive again. And so <sighs> we're like, there. We don't know what to do. Anyway, so I we all get home. Our food shows up, um, and we're all like sitting around eating, and we were so excited. We were gonna watch Mamma Mia in Greece because <laughs> what else? Are you, like what? That's the perfect time yeah. to watch Mamma Mia. Yeah. <laughs> um, but literally, the universe was against us watching Mamma Mia because we tried several times to watch Mamma Mia in Greece and just things, everything went wrong. Um, the universe is like, no, 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 too cliche, stop. Stop it right now. <laughs> You're cringing us out. <laughs> <laughs> so we were planning on getting back to the Airbnb and eating our food and watching Mamma Mia. And we <laughs> got back and we're all sitting around the table, like eating in silence. Cause we were like, we don't know what to do right now. Right. <laughs> like, we can't leave the country uh-huh. tomorrow. And I had work waiting for me back at home. My friend Krista had, um, uh, her dog was in a kennel oh, and no. she was like, I cannot continue to pay to have my dog in a kennel. Like this just, it threw everything off. So I was like, I am not calling my mother <laughs> until <laughs> I know exactly what's going on. Like I'm going to solve this problem and then I'm going to call my mom and then I'm going to tell her the solution. But I started yeah. breaking down. <laughs> I was like, no, I can't do it anymore. Oh. So I called my mom and we were talking about it. Anyway. <laughs> That's so mature of you though. She was, yeah. <laughs> She was like, well, just go check into your flight. You should be able to fly home. And I was like, I don't know, because my, like, our tickets were tied together. And so I was like, I don't know if her positive test is going to affect my ticket. Um, So I had no idea what was going to go on. I didn't know if I was going to have to stay in Greece. Um, I have a question. How, because I've heard lots of people about when they were traveling and even currently where they've had to get these tests. What I guess I've never asked anyone is how do you submit, like, how do they know that you've gotten this? Like, you send them the results or where you go sends, like, how does the airport know? You have to show when you check in, I think. Yeah. So, So like, at the same time that you go, like, when you show them your, like, boarding pass or something Mm -hmm. or your, um passport it's it's just like more paperwork that they have to oh, okay so then your friend would have had to go would have had to go th- what <laughs> <laughs> so did your friend have to go through the whole like check in all of that process at the airport Mm-mm. okay well she kind of tried i don't know so i don't think she did any of that she just was like i'm not gonna be able to get past any of this so i'm just not going to Okay. Um, so 
I go to go check in and I realize that I also need a test. Mm. And I was like, shoot, I've been sleeping in the same bed with this person oh. for mm-hmm. a week. There's oh no gosh. way I don't have COVID, um, which I'd already had it. So I was like, I'd already had it and I was vaccinated. So I was like, it's possible that I have it and I don't feel anything. Right. And so I all of a sudden realize it's like 10 o'clock at night and I need to have a test. All of the pharmacies are closed. Oh, and no. when is your flight supposed My to be? My flight was leaving the next morning at like 10 in the morning. So I didn't have to get up like crazy early, but I definitely needed to like leave. So you guys didn't get tested at the same time? Mm-mm. Oh. So it's 10 o'clock at night and I am like, like a mad woman Googling all these places that I could go get a COVID test. Um... And so I find out that the airport has their testing center open all night. Mm. And so I was like, you know what? I'm like 20 minutes away from the airport. I'll just get an Uber. And at this point, everybody got super stressed out. So we're all on each other's nerves. And I was like, I'm going by myself. Like, I just didn't even think about safety, anything at all. I was like, I'm literally leaving all of you. I'm going by myself. Um... (laughs) And so I go out to the front gate and I ordered an Uber and I don't know the address of the place <laughs> I'm staying. Oh. So I'm just going to acknowledge, first of all, all of this was very stupid. I acknowledge this now. <laughs> I know for a fact that all of these things were bad and I should have prepared more, but it all ended up being fine. When I'm everything, alive. when so many <clears throat> things hit at once and you don't have time to fully process what is going on, but then you also have to take action immediately on the thing that you don't know what like what's happening you're not you're not there's straight there's no logical thought process no. at this point no because i am it's 10 o'clock at night i'm standing on this country road in a foreign country and with I'm, george with george <laughs> shout out george honestly yeah and so I have ordered an Uber and I was like, I don't know the address, but I'm just going to go off of like my location that the Uber will just show up and follow my location and take me to the airport. So I'm standing in the dark on this dirt road and my Uber calls me and it's like, I, my, you're like, your location isn't working. I need you to give me the address. And I was like, I don't have the address. Oh, <laughs> and before I even comprehend what's happening because I'm panicking because I'm like I don't I don't know the address I'm gonna have to go back up to the house and get the address and then come back and I just it's so late and I don't want to be doing any of this um and so before I don't I don't remember this car pulling up or approaching there just was like all of a sudden a car right in front of me and I and they were like can I help you like they were obviously pulling into the property um and they're like can I help you like what's going on and I there were probably no actual words that came out of my mouth so it is a miracle that this man understood anything I was saying and I was like I need to go to the airport and I just ordered an uber but I don't have the address for this place I was like do you know the address for this house and he was like he looks at me and he goes well, does he speak Greek we're in Greece of course <laughs> and so he just was like kind of just put his hands out and I gave him the phone and he talks to the so this man in the car in front of me is talking to the Uber and in Greek so I have no idea what they're saying no idea they're like this stupid American this stupid American they could be plotting my murder for all I know um and so he hands me they talk for a second he hands me back my phone um and he was like are you just going to the airport and I was like yeah and he was like cancel your Uber I'll just take you 
Oh, oh my did you God. do that? <laughs> you got in the car? <laughs> I knew you were going to respond that way. <laughs> no, I I 100% would have done the same thing. <laughs> okay, perfect. Absolutely. Being so, in Costa Rica and experiencing similar things, 100%. I'm like, you're a nice, seemingly nice man. I will trust you because yep. that's my only option. <laughs> <laughs> and so he just was like, you can't see your Uber. I got to go drop something off back at the house and I'll come back. And so I canceled my Uber and by the time he like leaves and starts coming back, I start to realize I just agreed to get into a car with a stranger. <laughs> this is a bad idea. I make a quick phone call to one of my friends in America. I was like, just let you know this is what's going on in case I die. <laughs> just yeah. so you know. Um, so I get in the car. <laughs> he comes back and... At this point, I kind of started to connect. Like, there was no gut feeling of, like, this is bad. There was... It was all intuition of just, like, this is exactly what needs to happen. Okay. Also, he was in the same, like, tan van that picked us up. And so I was like, you know what? This this person is probably associated with the property if he's coming into the same he's coming through the gate he has the code and everything he's probably a trustworthy person who is associated with this family so there was a tiny bit i don't think i quite consciously made all of those realizations in the moment <laughs> but i think they did all register so like yeah it wasn't that dumb i promise it wasn't that dumb. <laughs> uh, and so we are driving to the airport and I start to panic again because I realize I don't have a ride home. He's oh. just going to drop me off. Oh. I don't know what's going to happen. I still don't have the address. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just grab the address from him again, like before he leaves and I can get an Uber back. Um, without me vocalizing any of this is he starts to be like, oh, and since we have rental property, like a certain distance from the airport, we have free 20 minute parking. And so I was like, okay. So he kind of implied like, oh, I'll wait for you while you go and get your COVID test. But I was like, ah, what if the line is super long? I don't know where this testing center is. I, it might take longer than 20 minutes. And then what if he has to pay? Um, And then I was like, well, I'll just pay him. And so I was like, it'll it'll work out just fine. We get to the airport. He's of course super nice um, and is making just like small talk. And so we get to the airport, he parks and starts getting out of the car. And I was like, what are you doing? Don't follow me. (laughs) Don't follow me. What are you doing? (laughs) So I get a little nervous, but then he was like, I know exactly where it is. And so he shows me straight to the, to the COVID testing center. He walks up to the, there was no line. He walks up and talks to the people in Greek for me and waits for me outside while I walk in and like get stabbed in the brain. Um, (laughs) I come back out and he's like waiting for me. And I was like, literally just this random man. (laughs) That was, I was so afraid, but at the same time like it just worked out so perfectly that I just walked out of this little hallway and he's doing this like little spinny thing like in the middle of the hallway at the airport and I was like oh my gosh literally he was (laughs) so amazing was he like a younger guy an older guy middle-aged mid to late 20s probably oh Oh. so like I was definitely picturing like a dad oh no (laughs) I mean like he could have been a dad but as far as I knew, so he's he was maybe there. like my age or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which I found out he, when I got in the car, he told me that he was George's son-in-law. So he was married to George's daughter. Oh. Okay. So it's not that scary. Yeah. <laughs> After I tell the story, I'm like, I know this sounds so crazy, <laughs> but it works out. <laughs> uh, and so we get back to the um, 
get back to the house and I call my mom immediately and I'm just like, I'm just gonna send the phone with you and wait for like my COVID test results. Because if it's positive, I don't know where to go from here. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm sitting on this little um, deck, at this little deck uh, furniture table. <laughs> bunch of times. I'm, I'm like, like, what is it? I can literally see it in my brain. Deck furniture. Deck furniture. <laughs> my table. brain didn't even help you out. I was like, I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> so I just was like sitting in this little deck table, at this deck table, waiting for my results and I finally got them and they were negative and I was so relieved and I'm just sitting on the phone with my mom like totally crying because I was like that was so stressful (laughs) I'm actually gonna be able to get on a plane but then came the next hurdle which was we were gonna fly from so our flight path was from Athens to Chicago and then Chicago to Vegas and then we were gonna take a shuttle from Vegas to St. George pick up Krista's car in St. George and drive back up to Cedar Hills. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Coming home was then an issue. So I didn't have a perfect way to get home because Krista, who is now not coming home, was going to be driving the car that I now did not have access to. Right. It's like mm. she, well, and if you took her car, then how is she getting home? Exactly. Yeah. So there was no great solution. So it is now like one in the morning. <laughs> in Greece and I'm on the phone with my mom. What is the time difference? It's eight hours. <gasps> okay. So it's like totally normal middle of the afternoon for my mother. Yeah. So she can think logically <laughs> and I'm like half awake. Yeah. Um, and I also decided I was going to shower and like wash my hair before travels the next day which felt totally logical when it was like seven o'clock and no one we didn't know anybody had COVID yet. I get in the shower and my mom was like, you know what, I'm going to look at a couple of the flights and see if possibly you can change your flight from Chicago to Salt Lake instead of Chicago to Las Vegas. Um, because there was, I was going to have to either pay for a hotel in Vegas or St. George or rent a car or pay for a shuttle. So there was going to be more travel expenses regardless. And so I had to kind of decide what what amount of money am I willing to pay? And if, like, changing my flight is crazy expensive, like, what, what am I willing to pay? Yeah. And so my mom very kindly started researching that while I was in the shower, <laughs> like, totally panicking. How am I going to actually get home? And so I, my mom was like, you know, there's a couple of flights, so go talk to somebody at the airport and see if you can get that adjusted. So I go to bed, wake up the next morning, probably got a total of like maybe four hours of sleep. (sighs) And so I wake up the next morning and I just assume nobody's coming to the airport with me because everybody was either staying or had COVID. So I was the only person (laughs) leaving the country that day. Um, But I wake up and my friend Krista decides, you know what, this feels like the tail end of COVID for me. So I'm going to try and get tested one more time at the airport. So we're all going with you. So I was like, okay, cool. We ended up getting there a little bit later than I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And so I am standing in line and they're downstairs getting tested again. And so... Oh, this is so stressful. I was crawling out of my skin. (laughs) Well, and at that point, you still had to figure out, like, you're waiting on her results, so then you can decide, like, am I changing my flight? And you have to know that before you can talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Ugh. And the line was so long. <laughs> and so I get up to the front of the line, and it's I've been in that line for like mm-hmm, maybe an hour. Oh also, gosh. they have you like fill out this paperwork, and this woman walks up to me and she starts like commenting on my like backpack. I was wearing a hunter backpack, and she was like, Oh, hunter, like what's about this like brand? What are we hunting for? <laughs> And my brain, my cocky little brain was like, she's flirting with me. <laughs> and so I start to like, oh my God. get all flustered. No, she was literally just making small talks so that way she could then be like, fill out this paperwork. And I was like, oh my word. Oh, you're not in love with me. Right, right, right. Dang right. it. <laughs> so. That's hilarious. Anyway, I start filling out this paperwork and I get up to the front and I talk to the lady and I was like, okay, listen, I need to be able to change my flight. Who do I talk to? And she's like, actually, you got to go over there. She points somewhere else where there's also this very long line. And this family in front of me, well, the line wasn't super long, but people are there for a decent amount of time before they actually walk away. And so I go stand in this line and this family in front of me, half, I figured out just through like listening to their conversation that like half of them also have COVID and that (gasps) they're also trying to change their flight. Oh, I was like, oh my gosh. Um... Which, at this point, I think there was a huge surge in Greece of COVID cases because they were getting ready to lift the mask mandate. Mm -hmm. And so there was, like, this period of time between, like, probably a week of when they announced it and when the mask mandate was officially lifted. And so nobody cared. And so nobody was wearing masks. So I think there was just, like, this huge spike. Remind me when you went. I remember you said Uh, April. April of last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. So (laughs) I finally get up to the desk and I'm starting to talk to this lady and within a couple of minutes I can kind of figure out that she's pretty new and doesn't know exactly there's a little bit of a language barrier and so she thinks I just want to change the time of my flight and so we have this back and forth for probably like 15 minutes of her (laughs) trying to understand what I'm saying and her putting it on the computer which she was not like unintelligent whatsoever it was just a misunderstanding That is, I think, probably a really tough job that I don't want to do. Yeah. Especially when you're talking to people who don't speak the same language. Yes. And there are people that are flustered. They're frustrated. You can only do what you're capable of doing. You are so mean to them. I know. People are going to take it out on them because they think that they're the problem. It's like an immediate person to interact with about your problem even though they aren't the problem or anything yeah yeah so i'm talking to this woman and we finally figure out like no i don't want to like still fly to vegas but at a different time i want to change or get a different flight from chicago to salt lake and eventually we kind of figure it out and then she moves me over to this different lady who is like I think there was something wrong with the first girl's computer as well. It, like, kept rebooting. Mm. Um, And so she transferred me over to this other lady at the booth next to her. So this is number three. Attendant number three you worked with? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because it was your person that you filled out the paper with, the first person you talked to about changing. So I guess four. Oh, because the paperwork was in line. The paperwork was in line, and then the lady I was going to check my bag with, which is a really good thing that I did not. Yeah. Um, So I talked to her, and she pointed me to the other. So this is like the fourth person I talked to. (laughs) Um, And we finally figured out with her, and while we're booking this, I am slowly getting updates from my friends downstairs. It is slowly 
it is not slowly, it's very quickly getting closer to my like boarding time. And I have very little time. Like there's yeah. probably 30 minutes before my plane starts oh like gosh. boarding. And I think I still have to go back through this line to check my bag again. Yeah. And so I'm talking to this lady and she decides, she like help, figures it all out. And I think I've decided if like the flight is over $300, then I just, to change my flight, I'm just not going to do it mm-hmm. because it would be cheaper to do it like other ways to get home from Vegas. So she, we figure things out. I know now that I'm flying from Chicago to Salt Lake and she is like, okay, so it's going to be like. 245 and I was like you're joking I was so happy literally I'm looking at this lady and I'm so close to tears <laughs> and she's like looking at me like you're nuts and so she's like okay you're gonna have to carry on your suitcase though and it is like a big suitcase I was like there's no way they're gonna let me carry this on I know because they will like yeah get out a freaking ruler yeah although I will say people will like take their bags that are too big because they th- know that there's a chance that they want to do that they'll like free gate check your bag yes that's like people it's like a way that people will uh what's that phrase a loophole that is a phrase not the one that i was thinking of but that <laughs> works like kind of cheat the system cheat the system <laughs> Is what I tried to think of, but loophole's great. <laughs> that was a better one. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's like a thing that people will do um, because, you know, and I feel like they always, they never have enough space yeah. in the carry-on bins. And I even have been a couple of times where they'll be like, oh, your suitcase is going to be too big, so we're going to have to gate check it. I think what it is, is I look the least intimidating, and so they just take my bag. take you down. Because I'm like, hmm, this person getting on has a much bigger bag than the one that I was bringing, but I think it's, they're like, we don't have enough space for things, and your bag is going to be a little too big. And I'm like, all right, you just think I'm nice, it's fine, whatever. But anyway, sorry. Can like, you, good thing I am. Yeah. Continue. I prefer it, honestly. I don't want to, I don't want to have to do an overhead. I'm scared of, like, taking it down yes. and, like, hitting somebody. I'm like, I'm yeah, going to murder somebody taking my bag out. I know. It's really not. When I just recently traveled with Liesl, it was just me and Liesl. And I was like, I'm not going to do that while I also have a baby strapped to me. So I was like, yeah, I'm just checking. I paid extra to check my bag. (laughs) You got to like ask somebody, like, can you hold this? Like, can your child? (laughs) Yeah. Or or be like, can you get that down for me? Which I feel like is also annoying. And then you have to struggle with it down that tiny aisle. Yeah. While holding a child. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to hope that there's like a tall, strong man behind you. Yeah. Yeah. He'll step up. Which is why I was like, you know what? I'm just checking it. <laughs> yeah. I always, I prefer to check my bag. Mm-hmm. And then my personal item that just can slip under the mm-hmm. under the seat. Love that. Yeah. So this lady is telling me, you have to carry on your bag. And I'm like, listen, lady, that's not happening. Like, this is way too big. It's not even going to fit. Yeah, because how long were you in Greece? Um, I think almost two weeks. So you put, yeah. You I had a lot of stuff. Um, and she's like, no, no, no. You can fit it. I am personally going to go to your gate and make sure that they let you carry this on. And I was like, you're joking. It was, I literally was like, that would be so nice. Thank you so much. And I would get everything situated and realize I don't have to go through that super long line again. And I start like 
almost running away and she's like your passport oh, <laughs> like i oh. left my passport at the at the table um at the kiosk thing and so i grabbed that and i start booking it through this airport at this point i had gotten a text from my friend krista that she was still positive mm-hmm. and that she could not like come and yeah. I was, and if she even if she had tested negative I'm not sure she would have, like, made it through all of the lines. Yeah. I don't think we would have made it to our flight. No. There's no way. There's no way. Because how much time did you even have to make it to your flight? <sighs> you know, I'm not sure. I think we might have gotten to the airport, like, an hour and a half before our, like, boarding time. What? I know. <gasps> For international, are you, don't they recommend, it, it like, was three hours? crazy. It was <laughs> so late. But it was because I was ready to, like, leave, and then everybody else decided that they were going to come. Like, they were problem-solving as they were, like, deciding to leave. Which I don't want to, like, bag on your friend. She sounds very nice. She's amazing. It was a high-stress situation. But it's a... Yeah, and I totally understand that in situations like that, people will just... Because I think I totally would have been the same way of, like, if I were her, then I'd be like, well, maybe I can just go, like, get it figured out. Yeah. But also... You gotta be snappy. You gotta be quick. You can't just be like, okay, I made this decision and lollygag. You no. gotta just get going. There's no lollygagging <laughs> no. involved in international travel. Traveling in general. No place. I have just, as you guys said, the words lollygag a couple times. <laughs> Isn't that a weird word? I just, for the first time in my 24 years of life, I thought about what that meant. What I've never thought about. Lollygag. Like you're eating a lollipop and you're just like gagging yourself with it. What? (laughs) Don't think about it too literally. That's weird. (laughs) I just was like, where did that come from? And then I was like, just mind blown. Anyway. So this kind of leads me to a conversation that we had before you got here. My husband was like, is Hallie a like on time person? And Olivia was like, yeah. And I went, I relate to that. I don't know if it's a hairstylist thing, or mm. I should say cosmetologist, yeah, where you're just like, you're like, I've got, I've got things that I have to like be to. I think it's always been my personality. You're so a punctual gal. Yes. And then when I married Dixon, we were late to everything and it's annoying. And then we had a baby, which adds like 15 extra minutes to everything. Yeah. And so now... I'm not always on time and it drives me nuts. Do you feel that way with travel too? Where you're like, cause I will like over plan. I'm like, I have to get to the hour. Oh, whoa. What? I have to get to the airport two hours early. And Dixon's like, it's the Provo airport and you'll get through security in five minutes. (laughs) I'm like, I know, but I have to find my gate, which is literally right in the door when you're at an airport that small. But Right, but I'm like, but I have to get to my gate and I have to be able to sit there and not move because who knows what will happen. Do you have that kind of a mentality typically or in this moment it was like, it didn't matter, you were just stressed, like you wish you were more on time? I definitely wish I had been more on time um, because we had made plans with George about when to get to the <laughs> airport. Oh my gosh, I actually have a funny story on the way to the airport. Um we had made arrangements beforehand. Everybody had made the decision of when we were going to leave. And some people didn't feel like they needed as much time. And some people wanted more time. And so we kind of compromised. But everything happened that night and nobody knew what was going on. And mm-hmm. so we ended up leaving like 15, 20 minutes later than we had planned to when we were already planning on going a little bit later. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew the exact times, but it, yeah, it was a year ago. I don't remember. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> um... So, on our way to the airport, 
Um, it was very funny. Like they were obviously very religious people and he gave us basically just like a Sunday school lesson on the way to the airport <laughs> about like Adam and Eve and like three points of like, of, like how they checked in with God and all this stuff. And I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> I was like, I love it, but what is going on? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of amazing. Oh, it was really funny. So I eventually get, um, everything situated. I have all of my things, um, and I am going through TSA and I, because I had planned to check this bag, there were things in it that I could not take on the airplane. I had jars of honey. I had like, uh, toiletry stuff, like bathroom, like shampoo, conditioner. What was it? I think they took like my dry shampoo and sunscreen or something like that. Things that were just a little bit too big. Yeah. Yeah. But I had already was so late and then they had to go through my stuff and like pick things out. They like pulled it off the line. Yeah. And of course the lady was like, this is a really big bag. I was like, literally I know. I know I have to be to my gate in 10 minutes. Literally don't don't give me that right now. (laughs) It's like just throw anything away. I was like, I do not have time to fight you on anything. Just throw whatever away. (laughs) And she had specifically saw a jar of honey that I had put in... I don't remember where it was, but it was next to this. I use packing cubes to like mm-hmm. pack my stuff, which by the way are amazing. We <laughs> just obsessed. we just started using them. Game changer. Game changer. You can fit <laughs> so many clothes in there. Yes. If you like like sit on it and zip it up, you can squish oh stuff really hard. Yeah. And it's then the you just best. like pop it in the suitcase and you're like, how does this fit so much better? <laughs> yes. It's amazing. It's so nice. I watched a video of somebody packing without them the other day mm-hmm. and it gave me so much stress. I was like, never again. Never again will I pack without my packing the cubes. The thought of that gives me anxiety. Oh, no. no, thank you. So she pulls up, the, I pull this jar of honey and it has somehow like exploded in my suitcase. <gasps> <No>. <laughs> And so there's like honey on like socks and underwear. Like it's over everything. And I was like, "Mm, I can't fix this right now. I was like, literally, I'll figure this out another time. So I just toss that and they throw away a couple of other things. And she was like, when does your like flight board? And I was like, yeah, in like 10 minutes. She's like, okay, cool. And so we pack it all up and I start booking it through this airport and I had this cute little black dress on like it's my favorite it's just like a nightgown it just sits on my shoulders and then just like hangs and it's so comfortable but I am like sweating and because I had had this um super long interaction with people at the kiosk changing my flight and everything Mm -hmm. is I had like seven like receipts but they print them on like boarding pass yeah. paper. Yeah. And so I get up to this. I like, hate that. I know. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't remember what is what. Yeah. I have to like read it to like understand what it yeah. is. Yeah. And so I get up to this checkpoint and this guy takes my like stack of boarding passes <laughs> and is like looks at me and he's like, how many flights do you have? <laughs> like, I promise I only have two, but like they gave me eight. <laughs> um, and so I finally get to my gate. I was not able to fill up my water bottle, which is, like, a total comfort of mine to just, like, fill my water bottle up and just sit there and just know that I have water for the entire flight because I've got this massive 40-ounce hydro flask that's my favorite um otherwise you sit on the plane like totally dehydrated yes yes yeah it's the worst feeling 
And so I get to my gate and I um, was able to run to the bathroom and like kind of give myself a little bath, like wiping off all the sweat, like trying to dry myself off because I'm so stressed. And then I sat there for like maybe five minutes before it started boarding. Um, I think they might have already started boarding, but I was like one of the last groups. Mm -hmm. Um, And as I'm like getting on the plane, I saw this sweet little lady that like said that she was going to like double check and make sure that I was able to bring my bag on the plane. Um, And I tried to wave at her, but I wasn't able to get her attention. But that was just so sweet. Um, And then I got on the plane and she... (laughs) the lady I was like I might need some help like putting this in there because I was not going to be able to like (laughs) with my own arm (laughs) put it up there and she of course gave me that look like um this is really big (laughs) they're gonna (laughs) let you bring this on and I was like yeah I know but if I hadn't carried it on I was in the system to fly to two different places Mm. and so they would have sent my bag to Vegas gotcha is what she told me I, th- I believe it. I'm sure it just, like, everything would have gotten super confusing. and Yeah. So, I then was able to be on that flight, which, because there was a ton of, like, there was that huge surge of COVID, a ton of spots were open. So, I had okay. an entire row to myself. That's so So, nice. I had, like, a ten and a half hour flight in, in an entire row to myself. It was great. Did you fit it in the overhead bin? I did. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, the flight attendant and I were able to hoist it up there. <laughs> <laughs> and I definitely, like, flagged her down when it was time to, yeah. like, you were like, I almost said disembark. Like, I was on a boat. <laughs> so it was, how long did you just say? Ten and a half hours? Yeah. That's from Greece to Chicago. Yeah. Oh, my God. So then I had to, like, run. Oh, because the flight, because I had to go through customs. Oh, yeah. Um, and <sighs> my, the layover was really, really short. And so I had to run to that flight, too. And I left my water bottle on the plane. <gasps> no. Which was so sad. <laughs> Why do I feel like crying about that? I literally almost did. (laughs) I was very upset about it. And I had, like, stickers on it and everything. And I got it from this place that my family vacations at in the summer. And so it had, like, etched in words and then, like, a bunch of stickers. Anyway, it was pretty sad. I got a new one for Christmas, though, so it is all right. It is all right. Um... What a story. It's really very mundane. You just um, got home. I just got home. The lady, <laughs> she checked my bag at the gate, so it was free. Oh, um, and at that point, I think it was fine because they were able to just, like, walk out and put it on the plane so there was no, like, confusion as to, like, where it was going to go. Nice. Um, and then I was able to, like, my parents just came and picked me up instead okay. of, like, trying to get a shuttle and a hotel and everything back from southern Utah oh. up, to, up to Salt Lake. So, yeah. yes, it all worked out. Good. And it was you, very crazy. You didn't have to go... So you went through customs, but you didn't have to go back through, like, security. I right? did. Oh, you did? Were I there did. any issues because stuff was covered in honey? Or... No. Okay. Um, I actually... The little packing cube that I had, it, that was mostly covered in honey. Um, and then, like, a couple of pairs of socks. Okay. And so I got home and was like, I'm not dealing with this right now. And it sat in my room for probably, like, seven months. <laughs> and then, which is <laughs> was like, okay. No. Honey is, like, water-soluble. Yeah, because so, I went to go wash it off one day, and I was like, this is going to be, like, a 45-minute no. endeavor. No, it took me, like, maybe five minutes. Yeah. And I avoided just, it for seven months. You could have just thrown it in the wash. Yep. Yeah. Oh but I was gosh. like, no, this is going to be the biggest mess. It's no, hard not people, at all. People don't know that, though, because they're like, honey's sticky. It's going to be annoying. But, no, it's completely water-soluble. I used to use it as face wash. What? Yeah. 
Because it's naturally also like, well, okay, so at the time I was having a lot of issues with my skin and it's like naturally kind of hydrating. It's also naturally antibacterial. Like it's really, really good for you. So it's a great thing. If you get raw honey, like raw unfiltered honey, it's really great for washing your face with. And I remember thinking, because someone told me you should use it. And I was like, this is going to be a nightmare, but it was the easiest. Wow. Mm, Does it remove makeup at all? Or do you have to, like, remove um, makeup beforehand? I mean, I'm trying to remember. That was a long time ago that I did that. So I don't remember. I feel like I probably removed the makeup beforehand. I don't know. Mm. I think it... Was... I'm a firm believer in removing your makeup before you wash your face. I am, too, because otherwise so I, I feel anyway, like... anyway, but... Yeah, I feel like you can't get everything off. I don't really wear makeup anymore because I'm Good over it. You. Thank you. You're I get my brows and my lashes tinted. And I use brow gel, so and I use a clear nice. mascara. And yes. that's my life right now. And then sometimes I wear lipstick, because it's fun. Um, if you don't want to talk about this, it's okay. But I know when you brought up this idea of this story, you kind of... You, you mentioned that it was kind of like a spiritual experience for you. Do you want to share anything about that? Big time. So <laughs> I remember as the flight was taking off out of Athens... Um, I just remember having this overwhelming feeling of just, like, this worked out so perfectly. There were so many things that ended up in my favor, even though that they were stressful and they didn't just fall in my... Like, I had to do things to, like, make it happen, but things worked out so perfectly that I cannot think that it was all just by happenstance. Like, there was... I had my journal pulled up because like the first thing I did when I was on the plane was I just like wrote it all down mm-hmm. like Aww. I spent like three hours <laughs> just like <laughs> typing it I was reading the first thing because that was kind of my overall thought um this was April 15th in case you wanted to know um so it says I have never seen God's hand more prominently in my life than today too many things have been too divinely placed and timed for me to deny that there is a loving heavenly father watching over me so it was a huge testimony builder for me um just to like see how everything ended up working out um that yes, there were challenges, but as long as I was like working towards solving them, that I had help. Mm-hmm. That I wasn't just like on my own. So it was a huge, probably the most like spiritual experience, but I liked it because it wasn't just like I had, I had to put effort in. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just, here's all these things, here's all these blessings, whatever. It was, if you work towards it, I'll help you. Yeah. I know, I think that's really cool for even people who aren't religious, right, to have, to feel like there is something on your side, because I feel like so many people think that the world is just against them, whatever their beliefs are, right, like, and it's nice to have these moments in our lives where it's like, oh, wait, this worked out, there had to have been something, to feel like you're not just like on your own is really awesome. And we talked about this in the Hawaii episode, how travel is this really weird thing where there are problems presented and you have to figure it out. 
There's no avoiding it like you can just in your regular life, because if you do, you can't get back to your regular life. And so then to have these things where it's like, this came up, I have to solve it, but then to also not feel lonely in doing that is really, really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know so many people that have that mentality of just like the world is constantly against me. Yeah. And it's just, it's, I feel like that's such a hard mentality to uphold for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Just be so negative. Um, and I know I'm, th- that is definitely coming from a place of privilege that like usually things tend to work themselves out. They might not work exactly how I want them, mm-hmm. but it works out in a way that like I can carry on with life. Like nothing's yeah. gonna like s- stop me. Like it might make things a little bit more difficult. It might make me adjust a few things, but it's gonna end up being okay and my life will go f- forward. <laughs> like it's not, <laughs> it's not the end of the world. <laughs> right. But it, it is so easy just to like fall into this rabbit hole of everything is going wrong. And then you might have this one happy moment and then something else happens and you're like, well, of course, like what else is going to come? Right. And you're just <laughs> like, bring it on. But then also don't because then I'm going to be so sad. But you also feel like what what else are you going to do? It's never going to be better. You know that that's not the case, but it's so hard to look outside of that moment because you're feeling it so strongly, mm-hmm. which is OK. Those feelings are totally OK and you don't need to just push them aside. But it, yeah, it's that whole, like, well, when it rains, it pours, which is really true. It's yeah. stupid. But, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I know you can kind of relate to that concept of, like, how it feels comforting to know that there's, like, a being watching out for you. Um, how else do you feel knowing that? Like, how else do you feel like it influences your day-to-day to know that? Or to feel that, I guess. To feel that? I don't I just, I feel a lot less lonely in life, just in general. Mm-hmm. Just kind of walking through life, and especially with moving across the country coming up, um, I, it's very comforting knowing that there's something or someone that I can kind of lean back on um, for comfort. Yeah. Yeah, and I could get really detailed, but I don't know. I think I might just leave it at that. <laughs> okay. I'm like, yeah, do it. <laughs> I do like that, though. I am somebody that even though I do have a firm belief in God, I also struggle with the, like, well, I don't know. Is he real? Right? I I struggle with that a lot. And probably a lot more than people would expect because I'm very dedicated to all things God. But literally say, yeah, I totally get where you're coming from. Literally just just sitting in church and it's like, I'll hear people say something and I'm like, hmm. Is that kind of weird? Like, if you think about that logistically, I'm like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Do I think that? Right. I'll be like, do I agree with that? <laughs> and I'll suddenly go into this, like, is all of this real? Am I real? Yes. <laughs> I'm a human who totally makes decisions. get that. See, yeah. and I've come down to the kind of the basic idea and mentality of if tomorrow the leaders of my church came out and said we just pulled the biggest fast one over on everyone for the past hundreds of years you're all a bunch of fools if they had said that and if that happened or i die and that's told to me on the other side i don't think i would regret living the life that i did because i feel like kind of believing the things that i did and living the life that i did have following the religion that i do it helps me 
cope with life, mm-hmm. kind of gives me something to how to process life and hard mm-hmm. things and how to treat people, how to present myself. Like, I feel like it, there's, it's only progress, like helping me progress as a human and it's never really given me anything negative. Mm-hmm. Um, I do definitely have those moments where I'm like, is this real? Is this legit? Like, are we all actually think this is, this is a thing? Mm-hmm. Um, but it all boils down for me of just, you know what? This is teaching me how to be like a good person and like how to treat people well and how to like process and understand life. And I'm okay with it. When you have moments like the story that you just told where something comes up Life feels like you have no idea where it's going to go next. Just having something to rely on can be so helpful, whatever that is. And it can give you a little bit of this, like, okay, so whether or not it's real, (laughs) to have something that you can feel connected to makes a big difference. Yeah. I had a friend, um, when did I know her? For a couple years, she kind of, like, disappeared. (laughs) She's fine, I think. Um, (laughs) But I had a friend who had the... um, Oh, boy, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, she had the mentality of... She was very into, like, crystals Mm -hmm. and kind of energy work. And she was kind of in the same boat of... And being very open to, like, criticism and just kind of said, you know what? If this is only helping me in life, then who cares? Why does it matter? If it's helping me progress positively, then I'm going to keep going with it. There is so much power in any sort of faith. And it's not even like saying like, oh, having a faith. It's just the faith of like, I'm going to do this and get this result. I have a friend who classifies herself as a witch. And this one time she made this, it was a Christmas gift. She put these dried herbs in one of those glass ornaments and had a little spell in there and it was this spell of protection and she was like i don't know if this is gonna weird you out i was like are you kidding me i kind of love that it gave me so much more confidence that i had protection and that was one of the coolest moments to be like we have completely different thought processes in life And yet you did this thing that I believe because you are so faithful in what you're doing that now I will have protection. And it was like this really, really (laughs) unique moment to change how I view having faith rather than being part of a faith, if that makes Mm. sense. That's really cool. Because how is a spell any different than like me saying a prayer? Exactly. Like if you have as much faith in both things like it works yeah it it's the same thing it brings just as much comfort yeah i like it <laughs> did you have a okay <laughs> i'm just trying to decide like how vulnerable should i be very <laughs> and i feel like i could just go on and on and ask you so many questions about this but i am and I don't want to make this about me, blah, blah, blah. Please make it about <laughs> me. I just spent an hour talking about myself. <laughs> um, I, right now, am in a phase of my life where I have not felt that comfort that you're describing. And I hear it constantly from other people. Like, it just brings me so much peace and so much comfort. And I have stopped feeling that connection with God and 
I'm so jealous of that. And it makes me so sad sometimes to think about how I used to feel that way and now I don't. And I've been trying, I've been having this, what I call a little religious crisis. <laughs> um, but I really appreciate hearing that from you. I guess I, I wanna know, like, how do you know? How do you know that you have that relationship with God? What makes you feel that? Ooh. Well, can I ask you a question first? Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> like, in conversations with other people, is I definitely find comfort in, like, certain aspects of are like the gospel then like they do like we find comfort in different things so even though you don't find that peace and that comfort through say your relationship with god do you have do you like have a other place where you feel that peace and comfort do you have something else that brings that for you like aside from religion oh yeah anything at all anything yeah i think my relationships with other people mm. mainly see and that's personally what's more important in my brain is that you have those places where you do feel comfort and acceptance and like a motivation to like progress as a human being (laughs) and if you find that in like friendship I think that's totally fine and I feel like it's just such a healthy thing to have that if you don't find that in religion then you have that somewhere else that you still have access to that like comfort and peace that is literally a perspective I've never heard before and I love that so much. Happy dog. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I I actually am really grateful you said that. That's, like, given me a very different perspective on everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that Olivia asked the question, too. Because I've always just kind of been like, okay, well, if I don't feel this connection to God, I can hope that I'm feeling that connection through other things, that my relationships through others with others gives me comfort so that must be a connection to god right like i have this like hope with that but to break it down that it's like it doesn't even have to be related to that is really nice it takes off a lot of pressure i just i think that there's such a especially being in utah and being so saturated with the mormon culture Mm -hmm. is people get this idea of like you have to find those things in religion and in god it's like not everybody wants that not everybody Mm -hmm. finds it there that if Everybody just has access to that somewhere. I think that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think there is, like, a thing that has made you know? Or is it just kind of how you feel and it's, it's not something you can describe? It is definitely all a feeling. I know for a lot of people, like, the gospel is very, like, factual. Is It's very historical <laughs> and they want to know all of, like, the nitty-gritty of, like, information. <laughs> I literally... <laughs> don't care (laughs) i there are so many things where i'm like yeah i don't get that like i don't i literally could just rattle off a bunch of facts and i'd be like okay like i don't feel god in that i feel god in interacting with other people and the the kind of philosophy behind a lot of uh of the gospel I was having a conversation with a client about her son's view of, like, who Jesus is from a not-religious perspective, Mm -hmm. is if he wasn't the son of God, then, like, who was he? Because he was still a huge, like, figure in history, and they kind of 
brought it into a, oh, he was a great philosopher or he was just a great teacher. And I was like, okay, that's really, really interesting. And if that is all it boils down to is I feel, it's so hard to explain, but I just, I thought it was really interesting kind of it being explained that way because that's where I feel God is through treating people kindly and through service and through um, just like sitting and having super long conversations with people and really feeling like you can kind of connect. Um, So I guess for me is it's just through every day is I see God and I feel God as I'm like driving alone in my car and I am totally like jamming to music of just like this joy is like all accessible because of God. Like I just, which I don't feel like is a great answer, but I'm not sure I have a super great (laughs) answer for that. It's true to you and that's totally fine. Like if there doesn't have to be like this hard explanation, I was more so just curious on like how you process those things because obviously that's something I'm struggling with and Mm. I just love to hear about it. Yeah, so I guess when it's when I feel loved, even when I'm not physically surrounded by people that I know love me. Because you know, like when you're hanging out with a group of friends and just like, oh my god, I just feel so loved. You guys are so great. Like I feel that just, all I just time feel that. <laughs> so like that feeling, even when I'm alone, I feel that on like a spiritual level of like, oh, I feel loved and I feel like God cares about me. And there's like if nothing else were to surround you ever you would still feel that I I I feel like I would still feel Uh that um on Sunday we were talking about like the atonement and I just get so frustrated when people start talking about like oh Jesus died for our sins and I'm like okay yes but also (laughs) like my perspective of like he understands and went through the atonement so that way he understands everything I'm going through. So obviously like me moving is going to be hard, but I know that Jesus understands that because he felt all of my pain. So it's more for comfort for me than it is like, obviously like repentance and all that. Yeah. But like for the atonement for me, it feels very important because I have somebody who will always understand. Jesus will always understand how I'm going, like, what I'm going through. So, um, I don't want to make it sound like I think that religion is just all about making life more comfortable, but I think it gives everything purpose. Yeah. Is, yeah, this is still hard, but you're going through something hard, so that way you can progress as a human. Well, and everything, because I did not expect any of this to take a religious <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember we had this conversation when I hit a bird? Yes. <laughs> okay. I was like, Olivia, I think I want to talk about this. And then I was like, but I don't want it to get super spiritual. Like, just in case, like, you don't want to talk about something spiritual. And then I, I literally like, no. hit a bird with my car. <laughs> okay, the bird committed suicide. We decided. It, yeah, it jumped in front of my car. Are you yeah. kidding me? <laughs> but it is, and I think the way that we've approached this is definitely more of a just, like, general conversation, which I love. And what I love that everything is boiled down to is love, (laughs) right? That religion for you is a way to feel love. And that, you know, what Olivia is feeling, the comfort that she feels in her friends is that love. And it makes me think about 
sorry. <laughs> no, Hallie cries when other people I have a sympathetic cry. cry. <laughs> so so I don't even know what you're going to say and I'm already crying. <laughs> um, you know, people talk about this different love that you feel when you have a kid. This love that opens up that you feel for someone that you've never felt before, and it's so true. What people don't talk about is the love that you feel that you've never felt before. What I feel when my daughter who can't communicate, she doesn't know how to talk, she doesn't know any words, when she looks at me and I know that she just loves me more than anything she could ever love, because that's all she knows right now is so so special and it's helped me to understand that I'm going through life trying to find happiness and joy and love in things and it doesn't matter where it comes from it just matters that I feel it and I hope that that's what people can kind of take from this that it's it's not about your religion. It's not about like where you live, where you come from, or the things that you're going through. When you're going through things that are hard, if you have something to fall back on, if you have something that makes you feel love, whether it's a person, a thing, a place, whatever it is, that is the most powerful thing in this whole entire world. That is what runs everything. That is what makes everything possible. I mean, you think about your trip. If you didn't have the love of your mom, she wouldn't have helped you figure out how to get home in a moment of stress. If you didn't have the love of, like, George and his family, who just just wanted to be, like, there to serve you, you wouldn't have gone to a couple different places to take a test. You wouldn't have been able to go to the airport. Like, there are all these things that worked because of this, like, flow of love that just cycles through the world. And whenever things get hard for me... That is what I can fall back on is the love of my family, the love of my daughter, the love of my husband, right? Like all these things help me to continue on through whatever it is that's happening. And some people feel that through God. Some people don't. And that's perfectly fine. And I want to also add, even though we haven't really talked about it, that I wish that people focused on that love more because then I think there also would be so much less contention. We would get so much less distracted (laughs) by all of these things that keep us from loving others. And it's something that I've been realizing over time, but especially this conversation has helped me to understand a little bit more. Mm. I love hearing about your experience with your daughter because I'm so excited to have kids and that literally just makes my heart swell thinking Mm. about it just like hearing other people's like your experience with your daughter you're gonna be so good at it yeah you are motherhood is the best thing I have ever done hands down in my entire life thanks so much for sharing all of that Hallie I really appreciate it like to the depths of my soul. I appreciate that because it's something I think about constantly. Yes, thank you. Happy to be on here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're blast. Welcome. It was so, so fun. It's fun to finally meet you. <gasps> fun to meet you, too. Yeah. And finally, got to see Liesl in person. Uh, yeah. I've seen many pictures. Isn't she so perfect? She's so cute. She's perfect. Sorry, if you're not our friends, you don't get to see her. <laughs> I will not be posting pictures of her on our social media, so just to keep her safe. Anyways, 
Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you to you, our listener, for joining us with Hallie today. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at a sip down memory lane. Like, follow, subscribe, whatever you can do to give us your love. Like we talked about, love today. Share it. And share us with your friends. Yeah. Share it with someone who you think might like it. Yeah. We would love that. Absolutely love that. Now tune in next week, and we will see you again on A Sip Down Memory Lane. Bye! 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 (laughs) All right, Hallie. I think that's enough (laughs) chit-chat. You know I was going to skip all of this? Annika. (laughs) Like, nope, 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 nope. He's like, boring, 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 boring.